1: I just want to pray for everyone before we take a seat. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for the opportunity to lean into your vision. Your vision for our lives is these, this week, these first seven days of January. We call it Vision Week because we're seeking your vision for our lives in 2023. We want to know what you have for us. May you continue to pour that out on us this evening as we write down what uh, is in our vision on our cards for this year. We thank you, Jesus, in your mighty name. We pray. Amen. All right. Well, it's an honor to be here. And first, I just want to thank Jess or Jesse. Jesse's coming up later. I want to thank Pastor Jake and Pastor Joy for just everything that you guys do for that introduction, for your friendship, for your leadership. And you do so many things here, most that go unnoticed because they're behind the scenes. And I don't think the church would run without all the things that you do. So we just thank you so much for everything that you're doing here. And then second, but certainly not least, my beautiful wife, Abby. I think you got a louder applause than, than I did, actually. <laughs> but as we talk about Vision Week, the first week of, of January, we're always leaning into vision. I can't think of a better partner to partner with my life and for the things that God has given us to, to walk out than, than you. So thank you for everything that you do for us and um, how you love me. So thank you. Thank you. But we've talked about it a couple of times already, and if you're here on Sunday with um, Pastor Jurgen, which was amazing, um, this is Vision Week. So the first week of every year, we really dig into the vision. So the vision of a church, the vision for our lives, and what God really has for us. So. This Wednesday is Vision Wednesday, so we get to to bring a message around vision, the vision for for us, and then we want to impart some some vision for you as well. And I always love looking or digging into vision. Um, My wife and I get really excited when we think about what's coming up for 2023, what's coming up for this next year. We love planning, we love setting goals and accomplishing those goals. Um, We also love reflecting on the past year um, looking at you know what went really well, what are some of the things that, that God really blessed us with, what are we grateful for, um, and that we can carry into that next year. So the title of my message, because I believe God gives us that vision, is Vision 2.0. And the reason I chose that message, I believe God gives us two types of vision. I call it Vision 1.0, Vision 2.0. Vision 1.0 is the vision that you have with your eyes. So we can see everything in the physical right here in front of us. Our eyes see in vision 1.0. And Pastor Jake actually talked about it earlier on. I believe more important than that is what I call vision 2.0, and that's what you can see when your eyes are actually closed. When you're really digging into, what does God have for my life? When you're thinking and praying and dreaming with your eyes closed and I can see, what would this year look like if I was at men's prayer every Tuesday morning? What would my life look like this year if I read my Bible every single day? What would my life look like if we gave to vision builders? All these different things, that's vision 2.0. And that's really what I'm gonna be talking about today on this Vision Wednesday is that vision 2.0. So pa- Pastor Jurgen talked about vision on Sunday, which was amazing, and he dug into a verse that I'm gonna just briefly talk about as well, Proverbs 29, 18 and says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The Lord knows that we need vision. We need vision for our lives, and I believe that He gives us that vision because when we don't have vision, we perish. When we don't have vision, you don't know where you're going. And that's really my my first point with, where there is no vision, there's no growth. There's no progress. There's no moving forward. And the way I think about this is I love to drive, so I take a lot of road trips with uh, our family. And if you're ever driving in your car, imagine you get in your car just like everybody else and you're driving, but you have absolutely no idea where you're going. You have no end point in mind, you have no destination. You just jump in your car and everyone is on the road going nowhere, driving. I think I'm gonna make a U-turn here. I think I'm gonna make a left turn here. Absolutely no destination in mind, it's chaos. And that's why we need vision. We need a destination of where we're going. And not only that, but because if we don't know where we're going, the world's gonna tell us where they want us to go, right? So we need to know where we are founded, where we have our foundation in, so that we can reach that destination of where God is calling us to go, amen? And you better believe that Awaken Church has a vision, right? What is it, 16 campuses? San Diego, Boise, Salt Lake City, orphanages here, um, sponsoring villages there. I mean, Awaken Church has a huge vision doing Night of Christmas at the Rady Shell in front of all of San Diego, in front of a packed house. Awaken Church has huge vision, and that is something that we want to get behind. We want to help support that vision. And PFA, we're talking about PFA a lot today, the apprenticeship. The first month... In the apprenticeship is all about vision and that's intentional because vision is so important to where you are going what you're going to accomplish if you have no idea what the vision is for your life for your business for your ministry how are you going to be able to successfully move forward in that sphere that that god has called you to so by this point i'm sure we've talked a lot about vision on sunday a lot about vision already right now so you might be thinking okay i, I realize vision is important, but how do I know what God's vision is for my life? That's the, the big question. That's something that I know a lot of us struggle with. What do, how do I know what God really uh, has envisioned for my life? And the thing that I've really felt like is the easiest way for me to tap into that, that vision with, uh, with my wife and I is, first of all, prayer and fasting. We've, we've talked about that already in in January, we love to start out with with prayer and fasting, because that is how we can really come into alignment with with God's vision for us to start the year and then move forward. And God really honors that as well. And I want to bring up a quick example of, of that in the Bible, Judges 20, 26 to 28. And this is at a time where Israel was going to battle with Benjamin and God had told them to to go to battle, but they in that first battle, they actually lost. So they come back defeated, and they're like, what happened? We, we thought that you wanted us to do this. We thought this was the vision for us. And who knows that sometimes you get a vision, and there are setbacks. You don't immediately step into that vision overnight all the time. So this is the situation that they're walking into, and then it starts in verse 26. Then all the Israelites went up to Bethel and wept in the presence of the Lord and fasted until evening. They all brought burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. The Israelites went up seeking direction from the Lord. In those days, the Ark of the Covenant of God was in Bethel, and Phinehas, son of Eleazar, was a grandson of Aaron, who was a priest. The Israelites asked the Lord, should we fight against our relatives for Benjamin again, or should we stop? And the Lord said, go, tomorrow I will hand them over to you. So they experienced this setback. They were kind of shaken in their vision. They thought they had clear direction, and it was mixed up a little bit, they don't know which way they're going now, so they do the right thing and they go to the Lord for direction in, in prayer and, and fasting. He gives them the direction of where they're going next. And that's why we start each year with prayer and fasting because we wanna hear that clear direction from the Lord. Where do you want us to go in 2023? How can we partner with what you are doing and accomplish that this year? So that's, that's my first point. Um, If you seek the Lord's guidance, just like the Israelites did in that um, passage, he will give you vision for your life. And I truly believe that because I've seen it in our lives. I've seen it in so many others' lives that when we seek the Lord's vision, um, he will provide that for us. He wants to partner with us and move forward in that way. And point number two, since we uh, are moving here rapid fire, this is a very practical message today. um, Does your vision line up with the word of God? I, we get a lot of you know, people questioning, um, how do I know that this is what God has for me? How do I know that he wants me to move forward in, in this area or that area? And it's pretty simple to me, I think. Does it line up with the word of God? The, early on in the book of Genesis, Lord tells Adam to take dominion over the earth, to, to rule over the earth, you have authority in the earth. He has given that to to us. He has given us dominion. He tells us to rule over and take ground in this place. So really the question is, if he's already given us that authority, it is our responsibility to then move forward using the word of God as our filter to move forward in his vision. So there's good examples of that and bad examples of that. We have authority. You can take it one direction towards God, you can take it another direction away from God. And a great example from, if you're doing the Bible in a year plan, which I highly recommend, love uh, reading through the Bible, we just got through the passage of the Tower of Babel in Genesis eleven four, 4. And this is a perfect example of a, a vision, a big vision that wasn't necessarily bad, but it was turned in the wrong direction. So we're going to take a look at that here. Verse 4, then they said, come, let us build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches to the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. So it's subtle, but there's a few words in here that can point out to what went wrong in this situation. They wanted to be united. They wanted to build something great. But it was for themselves and to make them famous. It wasn't to honor God. It wasn't to build up his vision for their lives. It was for themselves, to honor themselves and to build themselves up. And because of that, it failed. So that's the filter that we really use. Is the vision that I believe is in front of me, does it line up with the word of God? Does it fit the test of what he says in his word? And if it does, then it's good. And it is in alignment with what he has for us. So we do this exercise every January, the beginning of the year. We just got back yesterday, actually. Um, So we always love to get out of our normal everyday routine um, and go on a vision trip. So it's our opportunity as a family to to get together, to kind of hear from the Lord and cast vision. And we have to have eight specific areas that we cast vision over uh, in our lives. But we like to get away because sometimes it's really difficult to see and to have that vision experience when you're in the normal everyday, you're in the, the grind, you're um, you know, taking the kids to school, you're, you have all these responsibilities, you're going to work. So we love to get out of that experience, just take some quiet time in a secluded, secluded place and, and do that. And so those eight areas for us are faith, family, marriage, health, business, finances. My wife added travel because she loves travel so why not, and lifestyle or kind of personal um, areas. And be, we were very specific in those areas. There's, there's a lot of ways that we can say, oh, we want to you know, grow our business. We want to uh, pray more. We want to read the Bible more. But these specific areas, if we can come up with three or four specific visions for each one of those categories, we know that we can really accelerate forward with what God has for us. So in every single one of those areas, we push forward together, we we pray into those areas, we hear from God in those areas, and then we write them down, we post them somewhere that we can see them every single day. That way when it is a hard day, when um, we're running from one place to another, we get lost in the daily grind of what's going on, we can be confronted with the vision that we partnered with God on right here in front of us. And it makes us kind of realign ourselves right there is what I am doing right now aligned with the vision that we know you have partnered with us? And if it doesn't, then maybe that needs to be pushed to the side and we need to focus on what is more important that helps us accomplish these areas that you have had for us. And there's a couple of, of passages that actually help um, kind of align with with what we just talked about. And we're going to get into one of them in um, Habakkuk here in a, in a second, but... The reason that we go into those eight specific areas is, it's easy to go into one area, two area, three areas, but who knows that if you are strong financially, but you don't take the time to work on your marriage, then it means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows that if you take the time to focus on your spiritual health, but you don't take the time to focus on your physical health, you can't have the impact that you might otherwise have if you were fully healthy, a fully healthy person, spiritual and body. Yeah. So that's why we really focus on all of these different areas, and we believe that those are those are important for everybody. So one of the things, and the, um, the third point that I'm going to get to here in, in Habakkuk is, your vision is not just for you. Your vision is also for others. And that's the, one of the uh, messages Habakkuk got here in Habakkuk 2. It's a hard word to say. <laughs> Verses 1 through 4. And this is at a time where, this prophet, Habakkuk, is seeing Babylon destroy all of the surrounding villages. They are being taken over. They're being um, exiled to Babylon, and they can see that they are next. Judah is next. They can see this uh, coming. So he cries out to the Lord and says, Will you really let these, these sinful people, these, um, this perverse kingdom, take us over because we are your chosen people. I know that we have turned away from you. I know that we have sinned against you. However, they've done way worse things. So come on, cut us a break. That's basically the conversation he has with God in Habakkuk 1. So you come in Habakkuk 2, and this is God's response. And Habakkuk says, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand at the guard post, and I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. It will seem, it seems it is slowly coming, but wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will be, it will not be delayed. So in those, in that passage, Habakkuk cries out to the Lord, and the Lord responds, and One practical thing says, write it down on a tablet so that it can be easily taken to others. This isn't just for you. This vision is to build everyone up. This is to edify everybody. So this vision is a communal vision. I believe we all have communal vision in our lives, and God doesn't just give us our own specific vision. He gives us vision for others. So what does that look like? How can we truly use that vision that God has given us to impact others and I mean, for us, it's, when we give to vision builders, it's not just for us, it's not to build us up. It's so that we can build more orphanages in Mexico and take, more, take care of more children there. It's so that we can sponsor more villages in Peru. It's so that we can build those 16 campuses all around the country so more people can come into the knowing of Jesus through the church that we have here. That vision's not just for us. The vision that God gives us to, you know, for me specifically, to be at men's prayer every single Tuesday morning. That's definitely not a vision for me. I think Pastor Jake's probably the only one who really loves getting up at 4.30 in the morning. I think he crushes a Celsius on his head as he wakes up and, and shows up all smiley, but that is not for me. That, however, it is absolutely for others in my life. So when my friend is going through marital issues and needs someone to step in the gap for him and pray, I can be there for him and pray through that experience with him. When my brother or someone else in our family has health issues and they need a breakthrough and they need the Holy Spirit to come upon them, that I have the courage and the experience to do that because I've been doing it every single Tuesday morning at men's prayer. So the vision is not just for us. God gives us vision for everyone in our lives. So really, I'm just going to to wrap up here. But really what I wanted to get across here is is God gives every single one of us vision, vision that is from him. And it is our responsibility to to walk that out in our lives and in the lives of others to to edify everyone around us and to to build up um, ourselves and and our community for his glory and not for our own. So I'm just gonna pray us out real quick before we welcome up Jesse. Lord, we just thank you for giving us vision, vision for our future. We thank you for placing us here on earth to be able to partner with you on what you are doing in this earth. And God, continue to reveal to us what your vision is for each and every one of us. So we can live that out in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I'm gonna woke up, welcome up Jesse Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second, buddy. Jesse is the leader of Pathfinder's El Cajon with his wife, Sherry. you an amazing job, and I'm really looking forward to what you have to say.
2: Thank you, Kyle. That's an amazing word. Give him a hand as he steps down. All right, you guys can grab your seats, and actually, as you do, if you're a... PFA Pathfinder alumni or an incoming Pathfinder apprentice, can you stand up? I want to give you guys some honor right now. Look at this, you guys, look at this. Come on, let's get excited for season 11. It's going to be hosted at this campus in El Cajon this season, starting this Tuesday. I'm so pumped. Let's go. All right, I'm going to jump right in, and as Kyle said, we're, we're talking about vision still, and this is Vision Wednesday. We had Vision Sunday, and I want to get into a couple words, a couple stories actually first, and then I'll jump into some scripture, um, but how many of you guys have ever heard someone say, if you say so? I'm sure everyone has heard that. It's like usually in this negative context of like, oh, you're going to break your arm. Well, if you say so, you know, it's like, it's almost always negative. And I got a couple of stories about this recently that have happened to me um, on, my, on, on my own personal life. Every Christmas, my wife and I travel to Salem, Oregon, and we spend Christmas with family. And last Christmas, we were there. We were there with the kids, weather was amazing. Uh, we, we set up, we were outside, we set up some wiffle ball in the street, Duke was there. And all the girls set their uh, lawn chairs up on the grass. And so we're playing wiffle ball. And a couple foul balls fly over near the girls. And one of Sherry's mom's next door neighbors is there sitting in a lawn chair. And she turns to Sherry and says, man, that ball is going to hit me in the head. And Sherry goes, yeah, if you say so. And sure enough, the very next pitch, Duke rips one and it hits her right in the head. And I'm telling you, I was, it was funny. She was fine. No one was harmed. It was funny. But that's what I'm talking about. This if you say so. Next year, fast forward a year later, we're up there for Christmas again. And as you guys probably heard, in Oregon, we had some crazy weather. We wake up one morning, and there's like an inch of ice covering the entire ground everywhere. And we, it was cool. We go outside. We're, we're slipping and sliding. If you had ice skates, you could have just skated down the road. No one's driving anywhere. And that it was fun until we realized that we actually can't go anywhere. Like we're locked in this house. Like we're we're stuck. But it was cool. We're playing outside and and of course Hank, you know, from California, he's in flip-flops and decides that he wants to ride a skateboard down the street on this sheet of ice in flip-flops. And of course the next-door neighbor lady's out there and she goes it was really funny. She goes he is going to fall and both of his Shoes are going to f- come flying off. Like, it was very specific declaration. <laughs> and Sherry turns to her and, and she goes, yeah, if you say so, cancel that. <laughs> well, you know, of, of course, I was like, well, whatever, dude, go for it. Try it out. And sure enough, he got on the skateboard, flew up in the air. Both of his shoes come off, flying in the air. And it was just the funniest thing in the world. But it is so ironic that some of these biblical truths that we talk about all the time about the power of, you know, Proverbs 18.21 says the tongue has the power of life and death. It's so culturally accepted in secular society that what we speak becomes truth. And that comes straight from the Bible. That, that is what the Bible says. And I want to give you a couple. I'll tell you the title of my message is If You Say So. Because what you speak becomes truth. And that's why we believe in vision at this church That's why we have Vision Sunday. That's why we write our visions down, because it's so important to speak positive things into our lives, not the negative. I want to give you a couple examples of what this looks like from a biblical perspective of how it's supposed to be done right, not the secular negative, well, if you say so. And I'm going to to read some scripture. Um, There's going to be some four practical points that I have for you. But first, I want to start by, by giving you the, a generic definition of what vision means from the dictionary. It's the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And I think when we apply that definition to the Bible, we replace the word imagination with Holy Spirit. So the ability to think about or plan the future with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. That's the definition of biblical vision in your life. And I'm going to read right now uh, Luke 5, 1 through 11. And this story is about Simon Peter. We've all read it. We've all heard it. And it says, One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, which is Sea of Galilee, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put him out a little from shore. There he sat down and taught people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I'll let down the nets. So we've all read, read this passage, heard this passage preached on, I'm sure probably a thousand times. It's so interesting to me how every time I read it or every time you read Scripture, God reveals something different in that Scripture to you. And even reading it, you might say this, you know, you might have done the Bible in a year last year. That's great. Do the Bible in a year again this year because you're going to get something different out of it every time you read that Scripture. Um, so before I get started with my points. I want to start with the basics. First of all, you got Jesus here. He's speaking to Simon a vision. He's speaking his vision to Simon and he says, "Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch." Now, replace in today in your life, you know, Jesus physically there talking to Simon. In your life, you have the Holy Spirit talking to you, telling you and partnering with you for your vision. And Kyle had this point as well that you're partnering with God through the Holy Spirit to cast your vision. And that's who's speaking to you to declare your vision over your life. In this case, you know, this story, in this passage, it's Jesus speaking directly to Simon, telling him this vision. And the important thing about vision, also, like Kyle pointed out, is you have to speak it. You have to speak it for it to become truth. You have to speak it out. Whether you write it down and share it with someone, I would definitely encourage you to share it with your partner because that's an important part of of your vision, speaking it makes it become life. Just like when my examples of if you say so, when the the ball hit her in the head, it's like you speak it out, it becomes truth. It becomes life, alive. So point number one that I have is do not let your vision be limited by your current circumstances. And I love this passage because there's a little bit of foreshadowing that goes on. At the beginning, it says there were two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. And it's like a little foreshadowing. That's going to come back later. That's important, right? Why would they mention that? That's important. It's important because Simon's been fishing all night. He's washing his nets. He's cleaning up. The boats are on shore. They're ready to go home. He's hungry. He's tired. He doesn't want to fish anymore. He's been out all night, caught nothing. And, and Jesus says to him, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And his first words in response were, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. He's telling Jesus his circumstances of what's happening right now. This is what's going on around me, Jesus. I've, I've caught nothing. My nets are washed. I'm, I want to go home. I, on top of that you just brought a bunch of people here and probably preached for 4 hours like I, I I'm sick of it I want to you stole my boat and and maybe push you out to shore I I already like I want to go home he's he's thinking of his circumstances that's his first response to Jesus And then to top it off he's probably thinking Jesus bro you're a carpenter what do you know about fishing like probably nothing like I would be like come on Don't give me advice. This is my job. Like, I I fish for a living. Don't tell me how to catch fish. So the first thing, though, I want to remind you guys about vision is don't let your circumstances limit your vision. And so that brings me to point number two, is you have to believe in the vision. And Jesus is casting this vision for Simon. And he says, put out on the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And if you've ever been fishing, you know we call it fishing because it's not catching, right? There's a difference between catching and fishing. And if you're a fisherman, you know the difference. But Jesus says, let out your nets for a catch. He doesn't say, let's try to catch some fish. He, he, he has this vision for Simon that has power behind it. It's got expectation behind it. It, it, he knows, and Simon hears that in the voice and believes it, he, in the words that Jesus is speaking, and he believes it. He, he knows that Jesus isn't fooling around here when he says, you're going to catch something. We're not just going out there to just give you another 10 hours of catching nothing. And so the next thing that I want to um, mention to you is Jeremiah 29, 11. For the For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And that first part where, where I know the plans I have for you. You have to believe that. You have to believe that vision of God knows his plans. Just like, just like Simon believed Jesus that, that he had a plan for him and he, had, he knew he would make it, get a catch. So that's the second point is believe the vision. The third point is obedience to the vision. Now... If Simon Peter hadn't followed up that, that command that Jesus gave him of casting out his nets with the words, because you say so, like that is, has two, the two components to it. One is the belief. The second is the obedience. So because you say so, he's following Jesus' words out of obedience and also out of belief. And you can't just write down a vision on your vision card and not have obedience, not walk the steps. If Simon Simon had had believed Jesus' vision but done nothing, hadn't casted his nets out, hadn't put his boat back out in the water and went out into the deep like Jesus told him to and put his nets down and just said, well, it's Jesus, he can make the fish jump in the boat if he wants. But he had obedience to follow through with the vision that Jesus had for him. So in your vision, you have to take steps. You have to take action to have that vision come to life. So that's point number three is obedience to the vision. And point number four that I want to get to here is don't ever forget what Jesus has done for you in the past. Now what I think is really interesting here is in Luke chapter four. So this is, this is coming out of chapter five. Luke chapter four, verse 38 and 39. There's a, there's a little bit of, uh, two verses in there. It's funny how like, int- fun stuff gets wedged in the Bible sometimes. It says, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. So this has got to be going through Simon's mind when Jesus tells him to to cast his nets out. That Jesus, I don't know if it it was a a day ago, a week ago, a month ago for Luke chapter four, but this probably just happened where Jesus had went to Simon's house, rebuked a fever fever out of his mother-in-law. And that's got to be in his head when he's thinking about what Jesus tells him to do with the nets. So never forget is the battle cry for vision. If you ever get stuck in a place and you're not sure whether or not this vision's actually gonna happen, never forget what God has done for you in the past. And if you have a a struggle of like, well, I can't even remember the last time God did something for me. Go to men's prayer, go to women's prayer. Hear the testimonies around you of of what God's doing for other people. Never forget is that battle cry for vision, that it will help you stay strong in that vision that God has given you. So in closing, um, these four points, I love this, this passage and, and the way it ends, because in closing, the, these four points, Simon brings it all together at the end. Verse 10 and 11, you know, we all know the end of the story, Simon, throws his nets. He catches a whole bunch of fish. The boats almost sink. They bring him back to shore, and everyone's amazed. It's crazy. But what I love about how this passage ends is in verse 10, it says, Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. This is his great calling. He's going to be a fisher of men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. So Simon now puts all the pieces together of vision. He doesn't talk about in circumstances to Jesus. He doesn't complain. says he left everything. He doesn't say, Jesus, what about my job? How am I going to eat? What about my boats? Like, I need my family. I got to provide for them. He doesn't talk about any of those circumstances. He just believes Jesus' vision for his life. And his response, although he doesn't say it, I imagine he says, because you say so. He believes that vision that Jesus has cast into his future for his life, to become a fisher of people. And so I wanna encourage you as we close right now, that as you, as you look at your vision part, card, as you meditate on your vision card, as you pray in your vision card, be, follow those four action steps, those four practical points. Don't worry about your current circumstances. Don't be limited by your current circumstances whether it's financial, relational, whatever's on that vision card, don't be limited by what's going on around you. Because Simon Peter wasn't, he tried to be, he tried to argue with Jesus and say, look at what's happening. But in the end, he gets it together and says, I'm gonna follow you. And I wanna encourage you to also believe that vision because that vision is given to you by God. and, And God knows the plans that he has for you and they're good. They're one of a future and a hope. It's in the Bible. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. Have obedience to that vision. You can't just write something down and then hope it happens, fingers crossed. You gotta take that action steps. You gotta follow through with it. You gotta do those little things every day that's gonna bring that vision to reality. And then, and then never forget what God's done for you. You know, those are the four things I think that Simon puts together at the end of this, is great calling. And if your vision here tonight is limited by anything or, or you have something that you want prayer for, you'll write it down on this card. And if you want to have a vision of, of anything that I was talking about tonight, and you don't know Jesus and you're not sure how to have that God vision in your life, maybe that's your vision that you write down on this card. I wanna know Jesus this year. I wanna to get to know Jesus this year. That's your vision. So if you have that vision, we're gonna call our altar team up, our ministry team, and they're gonna come down to the front here in a minute. And we're gonna pray over your cards. If you have something you wanna to add to your card that you for left out or, or, or didn't remember to include. We're gonna have our ministry team down here tonight. But I just wanna encourage you to just not be limited by those circumstances that you have around you right now and think big. You gotta think big and partner big with God. There's so much that He has in store for you. Don't limit yourself by what's going on right now. Believe in the vision, have obedience to that vision.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did.